Hey there, it's David. You've climbed aboard your yacht. You're leaving the island affectionately called the hole. You have a better idea about yourself and the hole that you have in your life that you haven't been able to fill on your own. The captain has now set sail for the next island. You matter. On this island, you're going to be invited to wrestle with the existence of God. You will be invited to explore what you believe and why you believe it as it pertains to God. You will discover that there is a God, and even greater than that, you'll discover that you matter to God. Yes, little old you matters to the creator and the sustainer of the universe. Sounds pretty self-righteous, doesn't it? After all, who do you think you are that you would matter to God? But you'll learn that believing in God and subsequently believing that you matter to God is the next island that you must live on in order to be all that God has created you to be. In other words, you can't be a complete you without embracing the fact that there is a God and that you matter to God. For why would you pursue a relationship with God for whom you can't see, taste, touch, hear, or smell unless you believe that you mattered to God? Why would you care about God if you didn't know that God cared about you? Why would God matter to you if you don't believe that you matter to God? So on this island, you will stake your claim as it relates to God. You will put your trust in God. You will believe there's a God and you matter to them. They're what you need to fill the hole in your life. Sound interesting? Or are you not quite buying it? Regardless, you're right here, right now. So why don't you join me and see what happens? Let's go island hopping. Based on a Gallup poll that was taken in 2018, 87% of all Americans believe there's a God. The idea of an ultimate divine being that is master and creator of everything is well accepted among human beings around the world and throughout time. It has always been this way and it will always be this way. For this represents who we are as human beings. Examine ancient cultures and you will find that wherever human beings gather together in community, the idea and understanding of a god or gods is present. Every culture that has ever existed on earth has had a religion of some sort. Every culture has had and still has a basic understanding that we aren't alone in this whole thing. That there's something out there somewhere which is greater than ourselves and is impacting our reality in some way, shape, or form. In Genesis, a book that is accepted in Christianity, Judaism, as well as Islam, we read, Then God said, Let us make humans in our own image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the ground. 
Human beings are different than any other creature on the earth. We've been given a gift of creation in God's image. This creation isn't any better or any worse than any other creature in creation. We've simply been given the gift, along with the responsibility that it goes along with this gift, of being created in the image of God. Since we're all created in the image of God, we all understand that there's something more, something bigger than ourselves out there somewhere. God has made everything beautiful in its time. God has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. We acknowledge, recognize, and embrace the concept of eternity. But we can only imagine what eternity really means. In other words, we have just enough knowledge to make us dangerous. We recognize that there's a beginning and an end. We realize that life is more than what our five senses can detect. We know that there's something more out there somewhere. We just don't know exactly what that something more happens to be. This is the image of God in which we've all been created. We aren't God, but we can think like God and experience life like God. And, like God, we can gaze in wild wonder at all aspects of life. We can preserve and we can condemn. We can create and we can destroy. We can build up and we can tear down. We can contemplate and we can procrastinate. We can fester and we can prosper. No squirrel sits around and thinks about life and the meaning of it all like us humans. No squirrel looks to the heavens and wonders what's out there. And that's not a knock on squirrels. For squirrels simply aren't created in the image of God like us humans. This isn't a bad thing. This isn't even a good thing. This is just a thing, a reality of life as we and the squirrels know it. We have art, religion, philosophy, and music, to name a few, to give us humans an outlet of expression for our image of godness. We wonder, we ponder, we hypothesize, we explore, we control, we explain, we identify, and we seek because we have been created in the image of God. Okay, I acknowledge that there are some of you who aren't too sure about this whole God thing. It all seems way too primitive and superstitious for some of you. Maybe you feel that humans have evolved beyond the need for God. Maybe you believe that as a species, we have science and our advanced intellect to guide us into truth and meaning. Thus, we don't need religion. At least we don't need religion for the big questions of who we are and where did we come from. We can maybe all agree that religion as a personal moral compass is both acceptable and even profitable for human community. But the existence of an all-knowing, all-powerful, divine creator of reality is too far for some of you. Well, I don't disagree. Science has blessed us in so many ways. We have, as a species, evolved. We have gained wonderful insights into the universe through the use of technology. Yet, I also believe that science and faith are two sides of the exact same coin. 
Science informs our what, and faith informs our who. I believe that science has blessed us with even more concrete evidence for the existence of intelligent design by a deliberate designer. And I'm choosing to call that deliberate designer God. All right. Do you believe there is a God? Why or why not? Absolutely. Uh, God sent Jesus. It's Christmas. It's our Savior because we are sinful people doing the best we can, and he offers salvation. Do you believe there's a God? Why or why not? Absolutely. Uh, because God has answered a lot of my prayers, and he's done miracles for me. So do you believe there's a God? Why or why not? Absolutely. Look at us. We live in America. We're very lucky. Just look at the complexity of our planet and our universe. As we learn more and more about what's out there, as well as what's right here, I see all signs pointing to a deliberate designer. A deliberate designer that I choose to call God who not only created everything, but also sustains everything to this very day. Let's look at some facts. The earth is the perfect size. If the earth were smaller, our atmosphere wouldn't exist as we know it. If the earth were larger, our atmosphere wouldn't exist as we know it. And how about the fact that the earth is located the perfect distance from the sun? Further from the sun, we would freeze closer to the sun and we would burn up. And what about the moon? It's the perfect size and distance from the earth. The gravitational pull of the moon creates ocean tides so that the earth's water doesn't become stagnant, as well as restraining the water from spilling over across the continents. Well, speaking of the wonder of water, no other planet that we know of has liquid water like the earth. Without water, we all die but also with too much water, we all die. And what about the human brain, the very thing that makes listening to this podcast, making scientific discoveries as well as making the choice to believe in God a possibility? The human brain processes more than a million messages a second. All your emotions, thoughts, and memories your brain keeps track of the ongoing functions of your body, like your breathing, your heartbeat, eyelid movement, and muscle movement, all while imagining new inventions, composing symphonies, writing literature, painting works of art, falling in love, and letting you know when you need to get a drink or get something to eat. And if all that weren't enough, what about the existence of the laws of nature? Universal truths that we can count on day after day after day. Gravity, for one, remains constant. A hot cup of coffee left out on the counter will always get cold. The earth always rotates in the same 24 hours. And the speed of light doesn't change on earth or in galaxies far, far away. The universe, nature, is so orderly, so reliable. Richard Feynman, a Nobel Prize winner for quantum electrodynamics, once said, Why nature is mathematical is a mystery. The fact that there are rules at all is kind of a miracle. 
We know all of this because of our scientific advances. And all of this knowing is very good. Yet, are you willing to acknowledge that it's possible to educate yourself right out of faith? For faith is the belief in things not seen. Faith is the dark matter of our reality. We know it's out there, but we don't exactly know and understand what it is. The dark matter of our human living life day in and day out reality is what I'm calling faith. We're all people of faith. Nobody lives outside of faith. You had faith that you would wake up this morning. That's why you set your alarm last night. You had faith the last time you drove your car. Faith that the other drivers would obey the traffic laws and you would make it to your destination safely. You never question the existence of so many things in your life. The air you breathe, the love you feel for others, or the gravity that holds you to the earth. Why? Because you believe all of these things to be real. Even though you can't see them, explain them, or even totally understand them. Faith isn't the problem, or should I say, am I a faithful person, isn't your question. Your question is this, into what or who do I place my faith? Do you believe in UFOs? Why or why not? Um, I'm not a science fiction fan, so no. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, I just... And if there are, we can thank God for that, too. <laughs> All right. Do you believe that there are UFOs? Why or why not? I absolutely do. I watch Ancient Aliens, number one fan. I think the American or any person on Earth is pretty egotistical to think that we would be the only beings in the universe, that there are other beings. And I think we've been visited a lot of times. Do you believe in UFOs? Oh, no. No. Why or why not? I prove it. Oh. Prove it. I, it's, no. Okay. Let's talk about the human obsession with UFOs. Isn't it amazing that all extraterrestrial life forms are far more advanced than we are? With the ability to travel through the vastness of space in ships, flying saucers that can avoid our detection? We're only just beginning to embrace the possibility that life, as we know it, might be unique in the universe. That any extraterrestrial life forms that we encounter might not be anything like us. Neither more advanced nor less advanced than we are. Just simply different. For me, the very fact that we ponder the existence of other life forms and that those life forms will be interested in visiting our planet is proof that deep down we're all created in the image of God, that we believe that there is a God. For us humans seem to have a huge inferiority complex, believing that everything and everyone out there is like us, just a better version of us, life 2.0, faster, stronger, and more intelligent. And these more advanced life forms are abducting us, probing us, plotting our destruction, and even building our pyramids. Or, and just go with me on this, is it simply the fact that deep down, because of our intelligent design, 
we know that there's something more out there somewhere. And this inherent understanding of the more that is out there somewhere, our creation in the image of God, is being translated into a fascination with UFOs in order to fill this vacuum in our understanding. For it takes faith to believe in UFOs. Just maybe the UFO phenomenon is an example of the fact that deep down we know that we have a God-shaped hole in our lives that we haven't been able to fill on our own. Thus, recognizing and acknowledging the hole in our lives, we will try to fill that hole with anything and everything, even the belief in advanced extraterrestrials. Why do we do this? Why is it that we are so quick to believe that there are alien beings out there who visit us on a regular basis and have influenced our development as a species? The main reason is that we hate vacuums. Not the machines that clean our floors, but that empty space in our understanding or that missing piece of our experiential puzzle. In the absence of an explanation because of our creation in the image of God, we long to fill in the gaps. When we have a hole, we must fill it, and fill it we will with anything that comes down the pike. For us, any explanation is better than living with no explanation. We do this with gossip each and every single day. For we try to understand why someone did something or why something has happened. Is it that big of a leap to understand that we do this very same thing in our lives when it comes to the existence of God? We know there's something more out there, somewhere. We know that there's more to life than what we experience with our five senses. All of this knowing combined with the reality of all that we don't know, and you have the recipe for the creation of advanced alien life forms visiting planet Earth in flying saucers. For this, at least, fills the void and eliminates any vacuum in our understanding. Embracing that you're created in the image of God will require you to get good at living in the I don't know. Yet our world doesn't want you to embrace the I don't know. Our world wants you to explain everything and understand everything, even if your explanations and understandings aren't true. Because living in the I don't know is seen as weakness by our world. And when I say world, I mean our culture, peer pressure, and societal norms. Embracing the I don't know opens the door to living as someone created in the image of God. Living in the I don't know opens the door for you to be all that God has created you to be. Not all that the world is teaching you to be. For when you embrace the I don't know, you open yourself up to the one who does know. Now that you have landed on this new island, you need to make a choice. Will you stay? Your yacht hasn't left the port yet. You're welcome to get back on board and live the rest of your life knowing that you need something, that you have a hole in your life that you haven't been able to fill on your own. If you choose to stay on this island to wrestle with the notion that you believe there is a God and that you matter to God, 
that God is what you need to fill the hole in your life, then I invite you to take the time to build yourself a hut. Hang a hammock between two palm trees and cut a path to the top of a hill so that you can watch the sunrise and the sunset. Settle in and make this island your home for the time being. When we meet again, we will take a closer look at our cultural creation of a Santa Claus God and the damage that this imagery can and has done to your understanding of God and your understanding of your relationship with God. Hey there. Nope. Nope. That wasn't it. I'll try again. (laughs) Bloopers. Hey there. It's Mackenzie. Island Hopping is a production of Journey to Be Ministries and is sponsored by Beneva Christian Church. You can find Beneva Christian on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as their website, BenevaChristian.com. If you'd like to contact my dad, just drop him an email at islandhoppingpodcast at gmail.com.